0: You, you are listening to the community call with host Murray Riley Jr. Hello, folks. This is the community Call podcast Again. I'm your host Murray Riley, Jr. We're back for another rousing episode of the community Call Podcast. And I tell you what, folks, there has been so, much happening since we came to you last it is february the 20th 2023 and we're going to start off with some of our headlines today and i'll tell you what we're going to talk about the 13 people taken to the host to hospitals after an explosion and a fire at an ohio metal factory also uh president carter everyone uh the church asked for um comfort for his family as a former president enters uh, Hospice care and our thoughts and prayers go out to the Carter family as we as we uh await um uh, his time to come to an end um, the president the former president has done so much in the communities across the state of georgia um, he was he was an outstanding president there were some controversial things about president carter that people would always bring up but outside of that he was a great man and uh, as he's in host spice our thoughts and prayers go out to the community um, in which the president resided also there are, there are reports of health problems near toxic train wreck and that pile up that happened in ohio um this past week guys and i tell you what a uh, very very very, very, very upset with how our folks uh, on the other side are talking about that situation. We'll get into that in a little bit. One dead, 10 injured in in, a, in two Memphis shootings, believed to be connected to police. Uh, uh, the police say the killer is still at large, everyone. Uh, very, very concerned with that. Suspect directed arrested after a shooting along the Mardi Gras parade route, and it leaves one person dead and four others injured in New Orleans. <sighs> what are we doing, America? What are we doing? What are we doing in America? And an arrest was made in the shooting death of the Catholic Bishop in Los Angeles. And uh, uh, also there are some additional um, stories that we're gonna bring you this evening. And one thing that kind of has been sticking out of my mind most of the day, everybody, is, is that uh, black couples pay higher tax penalty for marriage than white couples. And uh, we wanna dig into that. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, prices for single family homes, are falling in 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 certain areas across the country everyone and uh, uh i tell you what there's plenty of things that are taking that kind of lends itself to that as as we speak uh and there's a a, a lot of 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 home construction going on here in 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 south carolina in which i live and i tell you what you'll be surprised how the how the the housing boom has taken hold here in south carolina as we speak right now um also we want to mention to you um we have some additional information we're going to have michael come on and share some of his commentary about some of the latest things happening uh as well how many of you saw the balloon being shot down uh back a couple of weeks ago we had that balloon that was that flew over the entire united states got to the east coast Coast, off the east coast, so east coast of South Carolina, shot down by the military, being recovered by the military. Then four other uh, balloon type vehicle vehicles shot down in Canada, Montana, and and uh oh boy, I would love to hear what the guy's going to have to say about that as well. Um, as we draw near to the end of Black History Month, we're going to focus on some things in relationship to Dr. King and some of the things that uh, Dr. King did uh, in, in reference to into into Black History Month. I hope everyone is doing well wherever you are, you are across america and across the world it's great to be back and uh i'm excited to be back and uh, uh having an opportunity to speak with you on, on on so many issues and topics and the guys have been waiting patiently to come back and share with you as well and uh we're excited to be here we have michael here uh our long time panel member he's back with us and we're gonna bring him in right now hello michael
1: hey hey murray and hello everybody Great to be back with you folks,
0: absolutely, Michael. What do you think about some of our current headlines that are happening across America and across the world, sir?
1: Well, I think this first off the the um the disaster or the mess that's in Ohio, particularly the train wreck and um how should I should put this I'm trying to be very mild about it, but I'm with you. I don't like the rhetoric and the narration that's coming from the um from the conservatives from the republicans. Because this goes right into the heart of what President Biden's been talking about. It's been going into the heart of what then-President Barack Obama's been talking about, infrastructure. The need to improve and rebuild the roads, improve and rebuild um the rail systems. But every time Republicans uh wind up having control of the house, or even when they don't have control and they're always trying to obstruct, obstruct, filibuster. Only thing they're doing is just catering to their rich lobbyists, and it's like the heck with the average American, and thus the heck with the general American safety. And I shouldn't say American safety because we do have visitors here from overseas that come here for vacations, come here for business trips you name it all in all it's safety for the human population and these republicans who want to talk about law and order they want to talk about prospecting life their actions speak louder than words and their actions are contrary to the words that they're speaking out or spewing out if you want to use that term they have Zero integrity, zero credibility, and it's getting very frustrating. And I'm, for one, I'm sick and tired of them causing these calamities, causing these crises, and got the audacity to falsely point the finger to Democrats, to falsely point the finger to people like you and me, Murray. Falsely point the finger to Black Lives Matter, and when you use the Trump word, Antifa, which is totally baseless i mean we can go on and on but the ohio catastrophe is something that could have been avoided and even experts are saying it's something that could have and should have been avoided i just start off with you know, that
0: you know something the other thing that comes to mind really fast is that we've been paying attention lately to the number of of rail accidents we've been having across the country michael and it seems to me we need to uh, uh, get our infrastructure up to par here. The president has been uh, lobbying to try to get our infrastructure on base to up to a 21st century level. Um, uh, yes, the guys on the other side have been really, really, really railing against the president, uh, spending money to try to upgrade some of our rail systems across the country. And uh, I tell you what, uh, this Ohio tragedy is just one thing that comes to mind and when you have 13 people taken to hospitals after the explosion at, at, at that after that situation it says a lot uh when in regards to the train wreck Michael and uh, uh, I don't know why the other side continues to be such a a stalemate type of group of people come on folks let's let's be honest let, let let this thing go you guys can work with us we can work with you and we can put all this partisanship aside and get some stuff done michael let's talk a little bit about the um um some of our previous events that have happened what comes to mind really fast with you i know you've been sharing some things in the thread we all have guys i wish you guys were privy to our thread we got so much stuff in that thread right now michael what, what comes to mind really fast
1: Republicans hitting rock bottom, and they've really been hitting rock bottom from the start of this very year, 2023, starting off with the fact that they couldn't even get it together with electing a house speaker and thus getting the new Congress sworn in. And without the new Congress sworn in, we didn't have a Congress. We did not have a full federal government and thus the federal government could not function properly going through two weeks plus with this kind of fiasco. And then I said that it's the sideshow. If you remember the classic um, 1970s hit from blue, from the group blue magic sideshow, if you don't, I'll be glad to post it on the, on the threads. And community call and point of concern, if I had not done so already. But when they finally got to Congress and I said, the sideshow is finally over, but they're not putting capital letters, or is it? Because I did not want to take for granted that they finally got their stuff together. And sure enough, as time went on, they did not have their stuff together. All of a sudden now, throughout the campaigns, you've been saying that the American people are concerned about inflation, Their people are concerned about the economy, they're concerned about crime. They want to repeat the things that we've been bringing up that they feel will be beneficial to them. We all know they don't want to talk about racism. They want to talk about police abuse. But as soon as they got into office... All of a sudden now, no more talk of inflation. No more talk of economy. All they want to do is cut, 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 cut. And my answer is cut the BS. That's all they're doing is spewing out BS. And then now all of a sudden it's a, what is it, uh, obsession, an infatuation with Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden is not even part of the federal government. He's not part of the government period the way Jared Kushner was, who was related to Donald Trump. But lo and behold, the Republicans don't want to discuss that. All they want to do is grab the Hunter Biden's laptop. What the heck is on that laptop that is of importance or relevance to the safety and security of this nation? Nothing. Not a doggone thing. And then when you have the shooting of um, Tyree Nichols, the Republicans, again, trying to stonewall the matter. Jim Jordan on meet the press saying, well, there's really nothing we can do about that. Hogwash Jim Jordan, what the hell are you doing? in Congress to begin with Ow. you being the clown prince of nonsense going to say that garbage to the American people, to the people in general, your job is to come up with bills and laws to correct such injustices. The fact of the matter, Mr. Jim Jordan, is that you and the Republicans do not want to do anything to correct the matter. And then Sarah Huckabee Sanders after the um, State of the Union address, throwing off a whole bunch of her lies that's not even in response to what President Joe Biden had delivered. And Mr. Mm -hmm. Biden has spoke truth so much throughout the entire um, State of the Union, and then the Republicans misbehaving, just saying liar, liar, and heckling him. That's how un-American and unethical that mm-hmm. behavior was. When Trump was in office and spoke a whole bunch of garbage, um, Democrats just sat there, in disgust and shaking their head, never ever heckling the guy, even though some may say that he deserved to be heckled, the, the furthest extreme thing that occurred was his last State of the Union address, which then-Speaker Nancy, Nancy Pelosi felt justified, and I agree with her. She tore the um, State of the Union address copy that was handed to her because not one thing in the in the uh, minutes was addressed in front of Congress. She made a bold statement saying we had no State of the Union address. And then and then moving forward, now you have Ron DeSantis Coming across during Black History Month, trying to make it unlawful to discuss anything about Black history, about history of Blacks, of people of color, and even to the point of he's still falsely accusing people trying to discuss critical race theory, which is not, like I said, it is untrue. What I see happening here is that he is quick to defend Any and all killings of unarmed people of color, especially by police, as he was just here in New York City, saying that there has to be law and order and no defunding of the police, using cops as props as usual. But then as soon as something happens to someone of color, then he's going to issue an executive order that says, you are forbidden to discuss the matter or else. Or else what? That's authoritarian right there. And then Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley throwing her hat into the GOP presidential nominee um, ring and that has the audacity to say there is no racism. Racism is over. Where at that time she was making up statements, the convicted killer, who was a racist, who he is a racist, convicted of killing a whole number of African Americans in Buffalo, New York, at that supermarket that's predominantly, um, shot there by people of color. And he said that he was told that blacks are going to take us over and rub us in. And he felt he was misled about that. But I will place blame of that kind of rhetoric on Trump, as I have constantly argued in the past that every time he opens his mouth, there's somebody listening and acts upon his suggestions of Second Amendment remedies. But Mm. the guy just said that he went to Buffalo to target blacks. And you're gonna say, Ms. Haley and Republicans, that racism is over? No, it is not over because of people like you. And here's a challenge, Murray and everyone, that particularly to Republicans, if you want us to believe that racism is over, then why in the heaven's name, Would you not allow the signing and the passing of the George Floyd bill and other bills that's race-related to stop the targeting of blacks by rogue police officers, by white nationalists, by white supremacists, the KKKs, and the beat goes on. If you think racism is over, then you should have had the courage, you should have had the will, to sign, allow the signing and package into law of the George Floyd bill to ensure that there will be no tolerance of racism. The fact that you decided to, um, deny the passing of that bill tells me and tells many others that what you are saying is a bunch of garbage when it comes to racism being over. In fact, the matter is you guys are fostering racism and you guys are encouraging this kind of injustice, this domestic terrorism to go on. And why? Because Michael S. Wilberkin here in New York City had said it time and time again. But every person of color, every LGBTQ member, every progressive female that is incarcerated or annihilated. Any and every person that is an opponent, a political opponent to the GOPs that is incarcerated or annihilated, that is one less opposition vote for those GOPs to having to face. These people will not vote again, especially if they are no longer living because of their violence and extremism. This is the worst Kind of voter suppression that anyone can ever come up with. And I am disgusted with it. Sorry for the rant.
0: You know something, folks? Michael's been holding it back for a while, and I tell you what, my friend. Thank you, folks. Thank you so much for sharing this uh, with us. And I tell you what, there's. Uh, I have. I, have I, call some them out? I want to say, uh, yes, sir. To e- in every letter of the word that you were speaking, to every letter of the word that you were speaking. And I tell you what, folks uh here recently the republicans have seemed to lo- seem to have lost their mind when it comes to to being cordial and 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 uh professional during a presidential address uh all the heckling that took place margie taylor green yes I'm saying her name was probably the most outrageous person doing the presidential address, Michael. She heckled the president at, in so many moments that no one could even hear what the president was trying to say. Even Kevin McCarthy, uh, the Republican majority, the Republican minority leader over there, was having issues with Marjorie Taylor Greene and she was heckling the president his, during his. A uh, state of the
1: address. Correction he's now he's now House uh, Speaker. So
0: Speaker House Speaker. It was just yes. it was just awful, folks. In these moments that happened on the presidential address, we don't never we don't never conduct ourselves like that. Democrats have never screamed out, yelled, hollered, been in anything in in such a way as as the Republicans did. In the state of the union address Michael. Also I want to talk a little bit about the classified documents, folks. Yes, we're gonna go back a few months and we're gonna talk about all the classified documents that are being found by the being found with the Trump the former president Donald Trump and how about the president he had a few documents too that were that were under, under suspect and, and folks were making making a big deal about these issues at the time. You know, it's one thing you come clean and everybody don't have anything to say, but when you got your hands and it's all dirty, you try to cover up by denying the truth. Michael, what are your thoughts about what happened between the president and Donald Trump with these uh, documents being found? Uh, uh, some of these documents were very secretive documents by both by both individuals, by, by former President Trump and and President Biden had some, had some documents in their positions uh at the time president uh president biden was vice president at the time these documents were being discovered and then uh, uh donald trump had a number of, of documents 160 b to be exact 160 secret documents 60 top secret documents and in and, and the former president is under investigation for obstruction uh yeah. the fbi searched searched at and ignored subpoena yes they will come and knock on your door. Also, the president, let's let's talk about uh, the current president, Joe Biden, under 12 total. Uh, some were secret. He's cooperating. Uh, lawyers found and alerted the archives that these documents were in the possession of the, of, of the president. And he's been cooperating every cent. And so uh, we have to look at the two sides in this situation. Michael, what's your thoughts about Trump and all those documents he had and all of that denial for weeks and months? The former president hasn't been in denial about these documents. Uh, You know, he says he was entitled to these documents and so forth because he was the president and actively using the documents in in certain situations. That's why they were in his possession. Uh, Same with uh, Joe Biden. He he said, yes, I had these documents in my my possession as vice president at the time. uh, We did notify uh, 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 the Secret Service and others that we had these documents in our possession and we turned these documents over when asked so what's your what's your thoughts on things when it comes to the the secret documents between the two between the former president and the current president Mike
1: When I first heard about this when come in when regards to Biden, I thought it was some kind of a setup because Trump is not above setting other people up, especially to try to deflect attention they're kind of um interrogating attention and the gave attention away from him. I thought that there was some kind of planting going on or if there was um, just regular documents being thrown over the floor with a fake classified stamp going on it. You know, just thoughts that cross my mind. I don't know and President Biden said he did not know how those documents got in his residence or his former office But like you said, unlike Trump, he's cooperating with the um, Department of Justice, with the FBI. In fact, he is going above and beyond um, contacting them, saying we found classified documents. We thought to let you know we are bring them over to you or turn them over to the archives. And then giving credit to former Vice President uh, Mike Pence, he was doing the same thing. Could Pence have been set up? Who knows? Because Pence was the one that went against Trump and would not fulfill Trump's wish to overturn the election. So did Pence have a target on his back? These are just things to consider, ladies and gentlemen. And mind you, as these investigations go forth, as we see time and time again with prior investigations, and some that are still pending, there always tends to be one revelation after another. After another, and then it makes you drop your mouth open as if when you think you heard it all or thought it all, boom, here comes another surprise that how low will a certain individual, who I call sometimes Mr. 45, will go. I mean, after all, he was the one that had the boxes full of documents that he moved to Mal-a-Lago, things that he persisted on keeping secret. Even his on taxes, for heaven's sake. And lo and behold, we find out he's been cheating the system there. We could say tax fraud. We see that um, investigations into the hush money um, that he tried to pay off Stormy Daniels has come back to life. I mean, the guy is facing multiple criminal charges in the state level and in the federal level, and the answer lies in the document, in my view, the documents that he's been trying to um hide and have been obstructing and refusing to hand over. You know, it's there's that word again. Obstruction. That's the one major difference between Trump and Biden and Pence combined. It also puts a red flag on these GOPs in Congress. You wanna keep going after Biden for this, keep going after Biden for that. You wanna fabricate and falsify investigation. But as Chuck Todd eloquently um did as he moderated as he moderates Meet the Press, we had Jim Jordan on. He said to Jim Jordan right in his face that it seems that was well, is evidence. You don't want to do any investigations against Trump when you're trying to do investigations on Biden on similar topics that you, without any shred of evidence, accuse Biden of doing, but there's mountains of evidence against Trump. So it's, it's a lot of exposures going on here, and we just have to keep our eyes and ears open for any upcoming revelations. And believe me, there'll be more answers and revelations and updates as time goes on.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. Well folks, we're we're at a point in the show. We want to bring some we want to talk about some um some civil rights issues that have taken place um since we since we've been away from you. We want first of all we want to talk about tr- the trade nickels, the trade nichols murder. <sighs> this was a tough one for the country. And this was a tough. This was a tough one for everyone that was involved uh, when it came to Trey Nichols and what we saw on video. Michael mm-hmm. being, being being conducted by law enforcement. Um, let's 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 put this out here as a disclaimer. Not all law enforcement conducts themselves in the manner in which these officers conducted themselves. When it came to Trey Nichols,
1: yeah, is correct. Um,
0: I, I think this was the most horrific video I have ever seen of public service servants doing something that unbecomes um, them at a moment in time in American history. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen the video of trade Nichols being beaten to death, um, I would I would ask you to do so at your at your leisure when you have the time to do so yes it's been on the headlines it's been everywhere it's been talked about it's been tweeted thousands and thousands of times we've talked about what happens when public officials act this way when it comes to african-american men and others yes others other people that are brown too have suffered at the hands of public officials in this manner as well not as not as dramatic as what we saw with trey nichols michael there are other black and brown people who have suffered in the same manner but have not had a a a spotlight brought on them at this moment. One thing that I will say in this situation that, that comes to mind immediately is why we continue to have these moments in this country and why and why people seem to just push this thing off, Michael, and say, well, only if he had complied, only if he had complied, only if only if he had listened to the orders of the police officers, then Trey Nichols wouldn't have been dead. Uh, let me stop and, everybody
1: and, right now with that. Remember Philando Castillo, huh? Another deceased victim of police abuse and was killed by a cop, right? But this is, he was the prime example who complied with police orders. And the doggone cop still fired a shot to him that almost struck not only his girlfriend that was in the car, who was the driver. Fernando Castillo was the passenger for heaven's sake. Although people like Fox News Wanted to video the story and take a different police chase and dub it with the audio recordings of what happened with Orlando Phil- Castillo. They fabricated um, evidence right there. And I'm um, to make like Philando Castillo was the um, driver. Never showed his face, but they have documented or should I say altered evidence, if you want to use that term. There is a video of Casillo Castillo, that he was the passenger, and the cop just picked on him and traumatized both the girlfriend and their daughter that was in the back seat, not giving a damn about the safety of a child, and and Miranda was in complete, complete compliance with the cop. So you got people that join the force for the wrong reasons. I said it so many times on this podcast and other local radio um, airways when it comes to matters like this. And so now you would have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, why there are those when they're stopped by police and when they feel that police are becoming a bit aggressive, why they would run away. It's not because of any guilt. But the fact they have, they feel they have a chance to save their own lives by fleeing before becoming the next Orlando Castillo, and that is why we need federal laws like the George Floyd Bill signed. And the fact yes. that GOPs won't allow it shows me that they're the ones using cops as props to promote and push their racist. Deadly agenda, which, in my view, and this is the words of Michael S. Wilburkin here, makes them domestic terrorists. Those are my you words now.
0: You know what, folks? Uh, one thing that—the one thing about the trade nickel situation, we want to just kind of just bring this to your—if you hadn't had a, a, an opportunity— to, to um, understand the premise of what's happened, uh, these five black officers have pled not guilty at their arraignment on February, February 17th after they were fired on January the 20th. Then they were indicted on seven counts each, including second-degree murder, aggravated assault, aggravated kidnapping, and official misconduct. A sixth officer, who is white, was fired and disciplined for violating policies in the Nichols case. While a seventh officer, who has not been publicly identified, is on administrative leave and under investigation. Also, there's there's additional information in relationship to this. uh, uh A brutal breeding and cries for his mom. Twenty in a twenty-three the twenty-three minute delay. Eight for Trey Nichols. And I tell you what, folks. Twenty-three minutes into that, this young man was calling out for his mother. Uh, as I said earlier, please. V- Watch there was additional this stuff, Murray. Yes, it was. Uh, uh, there was additional things. There was
1: also, I'm sorry, there was also investigation as to, um, I think it was one of those cops that was suspended for turning off their body cams, the unauthorized shutting off of the body cams, which, in my view, spelled cover-up and intent to commit um, criminal acts. So... And if I may also add who else I blame and who I am right here calling for criminal actions to be brought against. And that is Donald J. Trump himself, because he was, again, as he launched his presidential bid or quest for 2024, went on record to repeat The infamous words that he once said at that nationwide televised police convention a few years back in Nassau County, Long Island, telling cops, don't be so nice to the people you come across. Go ahead, rough them up, slam their heads on the the cars, show them who's boss, and pushing for more and more police violence, let alone white supremacy violence. You You gotta be concerned for the guy that's using the public airways to incite such heinous acts, such domestic terrorism, which why some people calling him the terrorist in chief. How the heck is it that you got a crime that occurs, and I'm referring to the use, the criminal use of a motor vehicle to run down people. And you got to date three people now that have been, Criminally charged or apprehended, I should say, but only one person was branded a terrorist because of his ethnic background, because he said something in, um, in a language that's not English, that makes him a terrorist, that is hogwash. We're looking at the actions here, ladies and gentlemen, and this was... And the one that was branded a terrorist was here in New York city. When he did that running people over on the west side of Manhattan. But when it came to the white nationalists, um, that mowed down, had a a white young lady that was standing in solidarity for equality and a whole bunch of other people of color. Trump referred to that person as very fine people. And then a recent incident here in New York where. Again, a person of white complexion taking a rented U-Haul truck and mowing people down. He was apprehended, but then he's branded as just a criminal. He's facing murder charges and attempted murder charges and is issuing a psychiatric Evaluation so three different approaches, three different um, sets of rules for the same crime that was committed and a, and the means of how it was committed. Tell me that there is some kind of equal justice which is not Tell me that there is some kind of equal enforcement which there is not. Tell me there is an equal approach to these ideas. Identical acts of violence, and there's not. You all understand what I am pointing out here, ladies and gentlemen? So, yes, Mr. Trump is largely responsible for what happened to Trey Nichols because of his improper influence on people in law enforcement. When I mean, you got that, along with the controversial police unions that are always tipping the scales, and then you've got Other leaders in the police departments that are pushing this envelope, pushing this regulation of racial profiling and always assuming that the black person is a dangerous, violent criminal, it's your life or theirs. This this has got to stop.
0: You know one thing oh I, I, God, kinda, God. I, kinda, I I kind of I kind of draw back that we didn't have these situations happen in the country with George Floyd Trey Nichols, and others Maud Aubrey and others and we continue to we continue to have this issue um, of not having um uh, police reform across the country the president has put this forth into in Congress he's been asking for police reform It's being ignored by the other side um and others a lot of these things come that's catering the yeah the, the other side is that's continuing to, uh not a ton of serious look at this uh these situations especially I think the country got a real glimpse of what what untethered un unruly type behavior by our law enforcement was used with trade nickels. Now as I stated earlier not all public servants conduct themselves in the manner in which we witnessed in the video when it comes to tray nickels. But that's right we said that many times that video that video is a is a is a uh, is an alarm for us to pay attention. We've been paying attention ever since Rodney King, who was the first person being beaten by the police and captured on video. Then Then we had others who have been captured on video, being beaten and tormented by police. We don't have to name everybody because we know all these names already, folks. And the situation continues to happen in this country and we have yet to address police reform the president as i said the president has continued to ask for it and congress continues to not take this uh up and and do something about it we're going to continue to have uh deaths like trey nichols and others if we don't do something about police for reform now let's look at it from their side one thing that i will say you have you have republican governors who have the opportunity to write this thing those republican governors are refusing to do it and i'm telling you everybody should take up this mantle and move it forward michael because we're going to continue to have these situations like trey nichols and ahmaud aubrey and others and george floyd and others until until people realize that we have to get this under control yes we do need our public servants. They do provide a service. They do need to make sure people are protected and, and given an opportunity to freely move about this nation. But when it comes to when it comes to police brutality, there is no gray, pink, orange, purple area for them to hide in. Once you get caught, you have to face the music. And that's what and that's- happened with these police officers in, in Memphis. They have faced the music pretty pretty, pretty heavy hitting. Charges against them. Uh, some of these charges is 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 a long time in prison. And I tell you what, it, it, this thing is just it ha- has become a manifestation of the American fabric, and we just it, it, there's no space for this. There's no space for it. And I tell you, and that's one we more.
1: Th- Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry, Mike. And, and and there's one more thing we have to add that those police officers that are dedicated to service, that they're dedicated to the laws and the Constitution. They're dedicated to their one real boss. That is the oath they took going into service. Not ever should they have to feel they're stuck between a rock and a hard place, especially feel threatened if they spill the beans, if you want to call it that. I can tell you right now, here in New York City, when Rudy Giuliani was mayor, there was not one, not two, but three police officers that were kicked off the force for wanting to do the right thing. Not the wrong thing, but the right thing. They either did the right thing and faced the repercussions were going against the wishes of Giuliani, who was about to get his himself. But, it's like, goes right back to what I said before. How is it that society is punishing good behavior but rewarding bad behavior? Complete backwards. We had one Latina officer who testified at a criminal trial against a white officer and exposed the nest of perjury that was going on amongst the NYPD cops at that particular precinct. And then what happened? She was forced off, she kicked off the force. And then there was the black officer. um, Oh, the Latina officer, her name is Daisy Berea. Uh, the black officer, Desmond Robinson, he was shot by a white officer, now former officer, and what they wanted to call friendly fire. This took place on a crowded um, New York City subway platform in which the um, offending former officer was convicted of reckless engagement and criminal assault with a weapon. After shooting Desmond Robinson um, unconscious, and Robinson lying face down on the subway platform. The um, former officer, Peter DoDevio stood over him and fired two more shots, execution stop. Thank God, Robinson um, wasn't killed, but shot Robinson two more times in the back. That was the criminal assault. And then Giuliani and police union president Patrick Lynch said the jury's decision to convict was stupid. They called the jury stupid. And they said the whole thing was Desmond Robinson's fault. Blaming the victim, blaming the black victim in this. And what's their an excuse? He didn't wear the colors of the day, which is absolutely lame. I could have been at that subway platform and unknowingly wear the colors of the day. You were assume that I'm one of you guys, one of you cops, and I'm not in law enforcement. So that was a lame excuse, let alone stupid. And then a third officer, Yvette, um, Yvette Walton, that was her name, Yvette Walton, testified at a special city council hearing of the street crime unit. The street crime unit was identical to that um, Scorpion unit that killed uh, Tyree Nichols, right? That had a history of abusing people of color. And she confirmed that, but she, trying to testify and remain anonymous. When someone recognized her by figure or by voice, they exposed her name and she was kicked off the force. And all three officers that I mentioned, Murray, their ousters were ordered by Giuliani and orchestrated by him, by the police commissioners under Giuliani, and by the police union president Patrick Lynch, who himself is a blasted racist using cops as props. The same guy who should have been backing up the police officers for doing the right thing. So he himself has a lot to answer to these injustices that he will not protect those that are doing correct, but wants to protect those that are doing wrong. What what have we turned into, folks? What do they find these people? Sorry, Richard Bay. I mean, we gotta really look, we really gotta examine um, what's going on here. And then maybe put our foot down as Democrats are doing now, as you've seen on the House floor. Hooray to Eric Swalwell that told Republicans, don't be accusing us of things that you guys are doing. Look in their own damn mirrors. And then thank God for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who's also exposing Republican fraud. I mean, mm-hmm. the gloves are coming off, ladies and gentlemen, and I want to declare, if I could, Murray, that each and every time these Republicans, if any Republicans have to be listening, and you know that this applies to you, any each and every time that you want to hold off passing the George Floyd bill or try to stop any kind of police brutality... I'm saying right off the bat, you guys are just as guilty of any and every police abuse or police violence resulting in injuries or fatalities. Anybody becoming victim to this kind of heinous act, you guys need to be held criminally accountable as the ones that are delivering the blows. Because you were looked upon and were asked to put a stop to it, and you didn't, and instead you giving all bunch of bs excuses lame excuses just to benefit off of innocent blood you don't like what i said absolutely too bad too bad you don't like it then do the right thing and stop sitting on your bus and then allowing these things to occur because i for one am calling each and every one of you out but every time these kind of injustices occur, I'm pushing for criminal prosecution against them, Murray. Believe that.
0: That's what's happening. Absolutely. Hey, folks. This is the Community Call Podcast. I'm on with I'm on with the singer panelists, Michael, this afternoon and this evening, uh, and myself. And I tell you what, I I am just so fired up about where we headed in the next few months, Michael. We have some things that we need to continue to hammer to and explain to everyone that we need to make sure. We understand our political process. I want to change. I want to change subjects for a little bit and and mm-hmm. go over to go over to this widespread fraud situation that happened in a Georgia grand jury found no evidence of widespread fraud in the 2020 election. They're undercutting the rationale for former President Donald Trump's attempts to overturn his loss. In that state, according to excerpts released by the judge on Thursday, the search release do not spell out what charges the 23-member panel recommended uh, be filed against which individuals, all, although they do believe that some of the 75 witnesses who appear before them lied, lied under oath. A majority of the grand jury believes that perjury may have been committed by one or more witnesses testifying before it, and uh, the grand jury recommends that the district attorney seek appropriate indictments for such crimes where the evidence is compelling. Hey, folks, Georgia's still in play even after Reverend Warnock won his sentence. See, we still have issues going on in Georgia, Michael, with these folks. I'm telling you what, this, this one just sits under my stomach. You know what I'm saying? Donald Trump tried to use Georgia as a catalyst to, to propel himself back into the White House. And attempts to try to overturn the election by saying there was widespread fraud in the state of Georgia. Let me tell you something. The people in Georgia turned down the mass and voted to get him out of office. And they also decided to re-elect Raphael Warnock back into the Senate, which was a wonderful victory for all, all of those who worked so hard to get Reverend Warnock back into. Senate. Now, folks, understand something. This is the nature of our conflicted politics that that's happening in America right now, and the former president is the catalyst, as Michael has been so eloquently talking about this evening. He is the he is the main focus of why we had these situations of widespread fraud, uh, 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 this accusation, and and that's pretty much what it was, a unfounded accusation, folks. That's what this was. Also, we want to say in reference to this, uh, also Fox News host uh, knew that the fraud conspiracies they repeated at Nazium after the 2020 presidential election were false. Yet they pushed them anyway in a bid to improve the White Rings Network's ratings, newly released court findings alleged in a 192-page document produced as a part of an ongoing $1.6 billion defamation suit against Fox News by Dominion Voting Systems uh, features what it is, what is says are comments and text messages between senior Fox News executives and network stars, star, star hosts and the private and document uh, proponents to the show that the network's top decision makers and on-air talent slammed the various voter fraud alle- allegations and election lies which they proceeded to spread via their own programming. Let me tell you something folks, listen, if you have a news outlet doing the bidding of a former president who tried to sway an entire state that they had widespread fraud, would you continue to keep listening to them? Heck no. Michael, what do you think? What do you think in this situation? Fox News, major catalyst in this situation. Uh, spreading it spreading this stuff around for everybody to think that there was widespread fraud in Washington in Georgia when there is no such thing as as widespread fraud in Georgia. Uh, couldn't have been. What's your thoughts on this, buddy?
1: There are two ways to looking at this, all right? First off, those that are those that are favoring um the Fox News are the same ones right, that are taking part or rooting for or advocating for such falsehoods, for such crimes that they know themselves that it's totally false, but trying to benefit off of that. The other part, <clears throat> the other part is those that are totally gullible, and sorry to say, totally uneducated, that they're still going to keep listening to Fox News. They still, with um, the picture of Sean Hannity, still using the um slogan, Fair and balance, which is a bunch of hogwash, or if I can borrow the word of a great president, Joe Biden, malarkey. Remember that word, right, Murray? Absolutely. Yeah. So, and it comes down to why Mr. Trump, Mr. Forty Five, along being alongside with Fox News, says he loves catering to the uninformed, loves catering to the poorly educated. Yeah, we know why now. And Lord knows I repeated this several times. And it's so sad. It's such a shocker and yet so sad how people still won't be awake at all of this. It's even to a point where you got people like DeSantis and these other far-right wingers like Marjorie Taylor Greene and the other people in Congress want to go after people for being woke and saying woke is a terrible word. I'll address that in a moment. But it, it's so insane that you that people still thinking that, this, that the election was stolen the election was stolen, but there's not one big shred of evidence and still listening to fairy tales. You want fairy tales? Pick up the book of Cinderella, Snow White, and the Seven Dwarfs. But even when you look at your ages, you know, you're too old for that garbage. I can't go on garbage because you cherished books for children. I apologize for that part. That's just me being upset at the nonsense that's um, going on. But um, there's something else that was coming to mind. Oh, the thing of woke. What is so wrong with the word woke? You Republicans that claim to be Christian, are you not aware that Jesus Christ himself advocates people for being woke? It's right in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16. Verses 1 through 12, Jesus said to his followers, be on guard against the yeast of the Pharisee, meaning be on guard against the propaganda of the Pharisees, the Pharisees giving the false teaching. And it's the same thing that we're seeing with the Republicans with their, forced, um, their false politics, their false statements You know, to the people. You've got to wake up and smell the coffee or as what Michelangelo Signorelli says on his Serious XM, XM show, at the close he says, don't drink the Kool-Aid. We've got to be woke. And Jesus himself showed people you have to be woke. You have to be aware of not to fall into the false teachings and then get yourself caught up and following whatever they say to do and you're committing actions because, as you would say, because they said for me to do it, because they said so. You can't be engaging that. You're supposed to know right from law. You're supposed to be um, smart enough to make good decisions. And I got to tell you, Murray, I, I don't know if I ever told you and everyone this story, but I have classmates I keep in touch with. And sure enough, after we graduated, there are those that are on the conservative side, the Republican side. And I remember one particular classmate um, from high school. I will not say his name, but I would just say the initials are WB, and it's it's not Warner Brothers either, okay? But Mr. WB is having an argument with me on social media, and he's going to say that I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm talking about. When it comes to the three branches of government, I said it's legislative, which is Congress, executive, which is the president, and judicial which is the Supreme Court. He calls me stupid and says that the Supreme Court's got nothing to do with this. You don't know what you're talking about. Everybody knows the three branches of government is the president, Congress, and the Senate. The Senate is part of Congress, for heaven's sake. But here's the kicker of this, Murray, that my grades were so good in my latter part, my last two years of high school, that my academic Um, advisor, my counselor, um, suggested me to get get involved in service projects. And I could still get um, service credit for my transcript to reach the goal of 120 credits uh, for graduation. So I went ahead and did that. And I assisted in one of the um, education department, and that was the, the math department. I assisted the chairman and marking off the um, homework assignments that were done, assisted him in grading the test papers. And one of the tasks that I had was sorting out the report card. Now, um, being in the service project, right, I had to maintain confidentiality as to what I'm seeing, meaning not to discuss with any of the other students about this student A, this student B, this student C, Hitting rock bottom. They did have special grade for those that cut class or cut school or the absolute um, not 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 attending, not attending the classes or not attending school. And those are low grades of forty ones and forty twos. That automatically indicated that the person has cut class or cut school. Ironically, W. B. was amongst those students getting the forty ones and forty twos. He cut class. He cut school, but yet he's going to call me stupid and tell me or try to dictate to me what the three branches of government are. And you, and his butt wasn't even in class to take the proper notes and learn. You see where we're at, ladies and gentlemen? I'm sure there's several WBs floating around in this nation and totally misled by the likes of Trump and these other republicans. And that is why we have a dangerous Cult that is affecting our society and affecting our normal ways of living. We should be able to go out of our homes, outside the doors, and not having to worry about hearing any kind of gunshots or any kind of motor vehicles driving around like a fat out of hell or anyone thinking they want to try out for the Fast and Furious movies and nothing gets up there. Actors of those movies, they did a tremendous job with their stunts. But it's a movie, and the stunts were done by professionals who had the approval, the official approvals by those in government to do the movie shoots and to go about the way they did. But they kept they they um they stay within the lines, and that's what people gotta understand. Hey, folks, we
0: want to thank Michael for giving us uh, uh, a a brief summation on the insight of the woke movement
1: well take a bow you said
0: it (laughs) (laughs) folks i i I want to i'm not going to touch on I'm not going to try to repeat what Michael said because it, you know, it clearly lays out uh, what's going on with Ron DeSantis down there in, in Florida. And the governor said he doesn't want you to learn about real Black history. He worried that if you teach Black history, someone might be someone might get offended. One Florida librarian librarian told uh, uh, some reporters, uh, uh, "The Florida culture wars and 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 on paper, and African American history is still required in Florida schools." and the State Department of Education not acknowledges Black History Month. But to stop the WOKE Act, championed by the state's Republican governor and passed by a majority GOP state legislature, has re-energized an anti-Black movement in Florida schools. Shameful! Shameful! The legislation which became law in 2022 forbids public schools and educators from teaching critical race theory. A term that refers to a college-level concept that deals with structural racism in this country. We're going to save this conversation for another part of the show, guys. You're going to have to come back and listen to part two of the podcast, and we're going to continue our conversation about the woke nation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where I guess Ron DeSantis thinks
1: we are a woke nation. But hmm. we know something, Murray. Here's a question to challenge Ron DeSantis. He says that he wasn't. He doesn't want to talk about any racism that he believes what should be taught is the golden rule do unto others Mm -hmm. that you would have them do unto you. Well, Mr. DeSantis, how would you go about teaching that? Do you not think that The history of what was done to blacks and others, if you want to teach the golden rule, ought to be implemented so as to teach people how not to treat others. Because apparently you have no problem with what was done to the likes of Trey Nichols. You have no problem with what was occurred between George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin. You don't want to touch base with any of those things. You're the one that wants to keep pushing for more guns, more guns. Second amendment is repeating the same garbage of Donald Trump and which in my view, You feuding with Donald Trump is just a battle of the eagles as to who could be the bigger you know what or the worse you know what. I'm not going to say the particular choice of words on this air, but I'm sure everyone is on the same page in terms of what I'm thinking, what Murray may be thinking also. So it's it comes down to one of those let's cut the garbage already. You want to teach do unto others as you want them to do unto you, then it starts with first, and I say it again, sign the George Floyd bill to make sure you put a stop to any and all racial injustices or any injustices of that sort to begin with. You know, you want to do unto others as you want them to do unto you. You're signing that, and that starts with promoting civility. That starts with telling people to be more peaceful with each other. Start living in harmony and stop the doggone violence. Put down the guns. Put down the knife. Unclench the fist and extend your hands to one another. The only time you should be clenching your fist is if you want to give a fist bump, a gentle fist bump to someone else. If you want to avoid shaking hands this way Howie Mandel says he likes to do. It. Hey folks, stop. this is
0: the community. Hey folks, this is the community call podcast. We are with Michael and myself this evening for another rousing, rousing discussion. And I tell you what, folks, we're going to just we want you to come back for part two. We're going to do part two because there's so much that we have to unwrap. We've been away from you guys for a long while, and we're going to come back and do part two of our discussion. And I tell you what, Michael, I want to, I want to leave everybody with some book recommendations this evening. I want If you haven't had a chance to read the January 6th report uh, by the House Committee, uh, the January 6th Committee, um, there's a foreword of The Cool Conspiracy by Ari Melber. Uh, you want to check that book out as well. We also have another one, uh, the January 6th Report, and it was done for a uh, foreword was done by um, David Remick, and also the uh, the epilogue was by um uh congressman jamie raskin uh I, and and this is the January sixth report it's, the, it's all it's all these two books i have I have in my in my study and we've gone i have been reading both books back and forth back and forth kind of kind of getting a compare and contrast of both books um we do have some other rec- uh, book recommendations that we'll be sharing with you. Uh, in the coming days and weeks, as we continue to come back from our long hiatus, uh, as we get ready to close the show, I want to um, pass on some news to to everyone. We have lost one of our esteemed panel members, and her name was Charlene. And we we want to give our heartfelt um, appreciation for her participation on the podcast. Um, she she has been greatly missed. Um, we learned of her passing. Um, shortly after the holiday season and uh, uh, we were all caught by surprise by this news. Um, We received the news from um, her eldest son and he shared the news with myself and I shared the news with the team um, after the news had came out uh, Mm -hmm. about her passing. Um, Charlene was a great person. Um, We never had an opportunity to opportunity to meet face to face but i tell i can tell you guys she had a great spirit she was a great person to who who came on uh, on the team with us and shared her thoughts and she she spent a lot of time sharing her thoughts in the thread with us and and we she's greatly missed and uh michael what is one of the things that you can remember about charlene that you that you really liked about her
1: she always had the high spirits uh, she was very involved with church, that's for sure. But she was also um she was also if you want to put in into words of social work in terms of um looking after the children, you know, foster children. And she shares the same passion as the rest of us do on this panel on the community call podcast when it comes to the current events, the breaking news political spectrums and any and every um, act of injustices that is reported, she will never, ever be silent about it. One way or the other, she lets her thoughts be known. And just like how yours truly and even Murray is when it comes to these breaking news, the two words that we cherish, raising awareness. And she would always raise awareness to us as much as we would to her. You know, thank God for social media, the the Facebook platform, where whenever we find out something, especially on the local front, we would turn it into a national front because what happens here in New York, we know it could be identical in California. What happens in South Carolina, where Murray is from, could be identical in New Jersey. You never know. Knowledge is power. And she herself has said, knowledge is power. Definitely will miss her. I was hoping to meet her in person. She was scheduled to come up to um, to New York to um, reunite with some family that she has here, family and friends that she has in Westchester County. And she was going to keep in touch with me about that. And I thought it was going to be wonderful the same way I met Bill Atkins. Um, in person when he decided to vacation here in New York, he brought his daughter and had a wonderful weekend with them. I showed them around and they did their own sightseeing. And, um, his wife who had another engagement, um, I spoke with her on the phone and she thanked me for, um, taking care of Bill and their daughter. And it, it was a beautiful thing. Um, it's sad because, you know, I have n- I have not yet met Murray in person. I haven't met Charlene in person. Um, I have not met Victor in person. But one thing you cannot mistake, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Murray refers to us as the team, as we've always been a team. But we will also like family. You know, mm-hmm. community called family that are bringing our knowledge, our understanding and raising awareness to each and every one of you. And likewise, you, the listeners are like family to us. And I hope I were able to, I try to think of the perfect way to close off this tribute to Charlene and the kind of like, um, virtual um air embracement air hug to each and every one of us to each other as Mm -hmm. uh, one of our own has gone home to the lord and earned her wings
0: absolutely absolutely michael one thing i will say she's she surely greatly missed um we are going to at some point give a posthumous award to charlene um here in the near future uh, hadn't decided what date that's going to be. Uh, um, we're we're kind of working on that, trying to decide when we're going to get that. We will make a public announcement um, via social media, everyone. So if you haven't followed the community call on Facebook, I recommend that you go to the community call Facebook page and become a member of the community call. We do share uh, tons and tons of information on the community call page. We also have a page that Michael loves so much, and that is the point of concern page as well, you can put some of your concerns, um, some of the points that you wanna strategize and say to us or give us in strategy about what we can do to better our nation, better our communities, better our lives. Um, we'll be more than welcome to have you on both of our um, Facebook pages, point of concern and the community call pages. We encourage everyone to to, to be a part of our community. We, are, we, are, we haven't left you, we're still here. We've, we've, like I said earlier in the show, we've been away for a while, we're back now, and we're going to continue to come come back and give you some some exciting dialogue and some, some great political information from various topics. We're going to have, uh, we're going to come back and we're going to specifically talk about uh, in our part two, um, some things that transpired in the later half of the year from 2022 up until the new year where we lost, we lost um twitch to suicide we've lost several other famous people to um, lifelong illnesses in 2022 we're going to talk about some some things that are a little bit off the off the area of politics and just in general speak of some things that happened um, we're gonna also come back and talk about uh, uh, that surveillance balloon that China put up, and it floated all the way across the unit, uh, across the entire country, and got shot down on the east coast of South Carolina. Um, some some very exciting things that happened uh, in relation in relation to that uh, when all that stuff transpired, and we just want to thank everyone for being uh, longtime listeners of the community call. Thank you so much for being a part of of, of our movement here. If you're not a if you want to become a a, a patreon we do have a patreon page for the community call i recommend you go to patreon.com and and search up the community call and we will invite you to be a a subscribed member of patreon that will help us continue to produce shows like these and bring you this exciting new exciting information that we bring to you when we come on and share with you from 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 our hearts and minds and our love of this nation i'll tell you what michael what more can you say america is still america joe biden over in, over in the ukraine unprecedented that a president will make a trip in the midst of a war to a war-torn country such as ukraine today um so much can be said about that but we're going to say that for part two of our of our continued episode here um hey folks whatever you do stay together stay in love peace Are you listening to the same old political talking points? Then check out the community call for a new perspective on politics. Left, right, center. We bring it together with an open and honest political discussion. Thanks for listening to the community call. Be sure to tune in next time for another rousing discussion.